Hello and welcome to a freezing cold London on Valentine's Day weekend. So happy Valentine's to all of you wherever you are in the world and hope you're having a, a great weekend. Well, today it's, it's like so cold here, it feels like Siberia. Not that I've been to Siberia, but it feels like what it would feel like in Siberia. The wind is coming through you. Whatever you're wearing, the wind just cuts through it like a knife. So it's really cold. But I've been out today uh, splashing some cash. Uh, I went to this local coffee place and they said, we don't want your cash. No, I'm not taking cash. So I had to put it back in my sky. Skyrocket pocket. That's old London rhyming slang. No, a lot of shops are not taking cash. Uh, it's part of this COVID crackdown on, you know, reduction of service, whatever you want to call it. But they're, they're just brought in changes that might have taken five years to come in. So COVID and the coronavirus, whatever you make of it, has, has changed so many things. I don't think they're going back to, to what it was before. So what's happening this weekend? Well, uh, obviously it's, it's Valentine's weekend and I'm not just going to talk about uh, the weather, but the UK economy crashed last year by nearly 10%. The, the worst on record, uh, the worst in about 300 years. And, um, and you know, it, it really is a, a disastrous situation. If, if you compare it with other countries, the UK has been affected pretty badly. Although the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, said, we calculate our GDP in different ways. So a drop looks worse than it would for most other countries. Well, I don't hear them saying that when the GDP is going up. I don't hear them say, well, we calculate it differently. So this rise is not quite the same as a 2% rise. It's actually a 1% rise. No, you don't hear that. Anyway, that's that's his problem. Um, but in this time, during, you know, th this terrible recession, people losing their jobs, people on furlough, the government going 300 billion into debt, property prices last year rose by 7%. Yeah, 7%. So I'm asking you, you're asking me, well, what's going to happen to property prices this year in 2021? Well, the simpler, simple answer to that is nobody really knows for certain. And even if they did, an economist would come on and say something like, well, it depends on this situation or that situation. It depends on the economic recovery. It depends on how fast we bounce back from, from the lockdown. It depends on the level of government spending and support for the housing market. Are they going to keep uh, pumping money into the economy, printing money as we call it, or uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, issuing bonds, or uh, um, you know, just generally inflating the price of assets, or is that going to slow down, um, or uh, is the government going to extend stamp duty, the, the stamp duty holiday that's been going on that runs till March? Well, in, in the papers this weekend, they think it might do. Um, I, I was reading in the Telegraph, this weekend and, and there's a report that stamp duty could be extended by six weeks to enable uh, buyers who've, who are in the process but can't quite complete by the end of March because stamp duty, the payment, a tax on when you buy a property, thanks very much for that. Uh, people trying to buy their properties, they're taxed in this country, uh, but it can be, be as much as £15,000 uh, for a first time buyer on a purchase of half a million pounds, which is about the average price of a house in the London area. So this, this stamp duty holiday was brought in to avoid that so people can save up to half a million pound purchase they can save this fifteen thousand uh, pounds but it's due to end at the end of march and if you don't complete uh, by the end of march then you have to pay the new level of stamp duty whatever that is 
but the Telegraph were quite a reliable source. They have ministerial sources and, and backroom sources that they never reveal, of course, but they think it could be extended by six weeks to enable those borrowers, to, to the buyers, to uh, complete their, their purchases. Because sometimes, for no fault of their own, they can't complete. Because in, in the way most properties are bought and sold here is that you're in a chain of people and you'll have to wait until everybody's ready. So you've got, you know, the person buying your house and then you're buying somebody else's house and they're selling to somebody else. There might be a chain of four or five people and we have to wait until all of those are ready and all the ducks are in order and all the inquiries have done. And then on a certain day, they say, right, we're now exchange contracts. We're all committed to buy and we're complete in one week, three weeks, four weeks, 28 days later, could be longer even. And, and then we all complete on the same day and we all move at the same time. That's the way it's done here. Uh, at auctions, it's, it's different, but I'll, I'll come on to that. Uh, so, you know, nobody really knows. Yeah. Um, even economists, I've seen economists talking about property and one property economist admitted that uh, about 10 years ago, he, he thought the London property market was going to crash. So he moved out of London and bought a house in Somerset. He obviously had a lot of money to play with. He bought a massive house in Somerset. But he said to his wife, well, when the market falls in London, we'll move back again. Of course, it never did. And, uh, you know, they, they can't get back now, not to the same extent they were previously. So even they get it wrong. And most economists just tell you what's happened in the past, not what's really going to happen in the future. They have forecasts, of course. But these forecasts are you know, almost like betting on the obvious uh, in, a, in a horse race. You just say, well, we think the favourite's going to win, you know. So I, I wouldn't place too much stock and look at what's going on around you. Now, as I said, despite the worst recession in 300 years, domestic property transactions were up 16% last year. That's an average prices across the country rose by around about 6-7%, depending on, you know, which uh, uh, lender you're looking at, which, which uh, charts you're looking at. Uh, and the housing market is still buoyant. Uh, despite, you know, a slight fall in January, which could be seasonal, the housing market is still buoyant. I mean, in, in the same paper uh, this weekend, they said that, um, I won't open it all up, but they said there's a massive boom in people in London buying second properties, you know, properties in the country, properties on the coast, uh, you know, maybe cheap properties in, in Wales and this sort of thing where they can go and get away. Uh, one agent said people are looking for properties on top of a mountain. <laughs> because they're worried about this disease and they want to just get away. So people are spending money. Uh, household removal companies are saying that it's very busy. Uh, one, one company was on the radio yesterday talking about how the, the market in Europe has gone down. He's not delivering much out to Europe, but his, his domestic work and moving houses and, and that sort of thing is, is very busy. Builders and, uh, you know, generally people are, are busy with people moving. You can see it. Just look around you. And, and prices, uh, property is selling. Uh, and even in auctions, which uh, normally an auction would be packed full of people all bidding, putting their hand up and that sort of thing. And it's very exciting to be in an auction. But now they're, they're running online auctions and they're still selling properties. All through last year, they were selling properties. Even during the, the, the worst part of the lockdown, property was still selling. In fact, the British auctioneer Savills, which is a, an international company, very large, sold 100 million pounds worth of properties in their last three auctions. I think one was uh, last just last week gone. Then there was uh, uh, December and I think November, October. And they sold £100 million worth of properties just online. And I attended Tuesday's online auction. You can tune into these auctions yourself. And I was looking at a couple of properties and I witnessed uh, £37 million worth of properties sold under the hammer. When the hammer goes down, you're buying it. 
and it was over 100 transactions and that then there was more transactions that were sold prior to the auction so they sold a lot of properties in one day you know if you think about the average estate agent in the high street might sell you know 10 properties in a month if they're lucky these they sold 100 and uh, you know over 100 properties on the day uh, you know in a, in a few hours really and uh, over 37 million and and some of them ranged from uh, you know, a small amount, less than £100,000, even £50,000, up to a couple of million. There was one on sale for four million. It didn't sell at the auction, but I think it might sell after the auction. Uh, and, you know, when, when you, you buy at an auction, um, you know, you are committed to buy when the hammer goes down. It's not like the process I just told you about. When you said yes and the hammer goes down, you are legally committed <coughs> to buy that property on, you know, you've got to put your deposit down, and if not, you could be sued and charged interest and that sort of thing. So, it, you know, you've got to be very careful at an auction. But properties were selling fast. I mean, you can see the bidding going through. Like the bid, you know, 100,000, 110, do I hear 120? And, and the bids are coming through fast. One property sold for 200,000 pounds over the guide price. So the guide price in the catalogue, it's not the same as the reserve price at which, you know, the, the reserve is actually the... The, the level that the seller sets that you can't sell below that but sometimes it can be very similar and and the guide price on one property was I think uh, around £400,000 it sold for £600,000 and bidders were eager and they slugged it out to the last uh, you know hammer going down and um, you know and you look at an auction as a place to buy cheap properties well in fact this property was by the time you bought it and 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 refurbished it because it was like a shell inside you know, you could have bought a similar house on the high street in, in a normal high street estate agent for the same sort of money. So people are paying silly money for properties at some of these auctions. Now, on another subject, this this week, uh, the, the, the government, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, announced a £3.5 billion package for people who own properties that are, are blighted by this fire cladding risk. You know, the, the, in, a couple of years ago, there was a fire at a place called Grenfell Tower and a lot of it, the spread of it was put down to a cladding that goes on the outside of the building. It's like panels that go on the outside of a building. Now, this cladding was deemed as safe. They, they got they, they spent £26,000. The, the owners of Grenfell Tower or, the, you know, the owners and leaseholders and, and, and freeholders spent £26,000 on, on a report which said the cladding is fine. It's safe. It passed all the safety tests. You know, they'd had... Um, you know, people who bought flats there were, were told, yeah, your place is safe. It had surveys done. I, I assume the fire brigade had, had inspected it and all this sort of stuff. And yet, you know, when there was this tragic fire, I think over 80 people died. And it, it just went up like a, a tinderbox that the, the flames just spread. Now, there are thousands of properties in the UK that have the same same sort of cladding. And people can't sell the properties. They're stuck in them. Uh, they can't remortgage them. They can't sell them. And the properties are virtually unsaleable until the cladding is replaced. But the bill for these things comes to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds. And this is passed on to the leaseholders, not the builders of the property, not the freeholders, not the government, but the leaseholders. And some of them just can't pay it because they might have bought a flat for £100,000. And now they've been asked to pay twenty or £30,000 to, to, to fix it up, uh, to sort out these problems. And they're paying higher service charges because some of them have the these watchers that have to literally uh, 
sit there and watch in case there's a fire and that all adds to the service charges so this 303.5 billion pound package a lot of experts are saying it's not going to going to cover it it's not you know it's a drop in the ocean and it's not even going to help all of the the owners because it's only helping certain sections and it doesn't deal with the many of the other underlying issues in in properties which are now deemed to be unsafe uh, some some saying uh, in the telegraph they said flat owners face 30 billion bill to solve the safety crisis and um, it said many residents are falling through the cracks and and it's it's a major uh, crisis now we could say well why didn't the government sort it out but then on the other hand that's going to come out of our taxes uh, so you know don't we don't um, you know wish for, for what you want because if it comes out of taxes then we're gonna have to pay for people to sort out their problems who bought flats that it really should be their own problem. Nevertheless, it's very tragic. And some people have committed suicide over this. One girl a couple of weeks ago said she'd made herself bankrupt because she just couldn't afford to pay all the bills anymore. Can't sell the property, can't do anything with it. And you're kind of stuck with it until the property is deemed to be safe. And yet, at this auction on Thursday, I saw a flat up for sale. I thought, well, this looks cheap. I think the guide price was around £300,000, very near to Hampstead, overlooking London and you know, from the, the view, you could see Primrose Hill and it was a tower block, uh, 18 storey. And um, I know this block because when I was a lad, I used to deliver papers there. So I know these blocks. They were council, but a lot of people have bought these flats in. in and, you know, you'd expect a flat in that, that sort of area. I think it was a two or three bedroom flat to go for like 400,000, 450. But this flat was on the market for 300 ish. So I thought, well, this looks strange. And then I looked through the legal. Part. I knew the block had had the same cladding problems. Uh, because the council in that area, Camden Council, were told to deal with it. And I'm not sure it had been dealt with because I was driving past there recently. I thought it looks very much the same as it did before. Uh, but there's obviously something going on there. And I looked through the legal pack and all I could see, the guy hand wrote, uh, the, the seller hand wrote, um, yeah, the Camden Council have got, they're, they're going to do something about the cladding. There might be a bill coming up for that. And that was it. There was nothing about service charges, how much the service charges are, the estimate for service charges next year, nothing about the safety aspect of this building. And so I thought, well, hold on, this is strange. I phoned the auctioneer on the day and I said, where's all the information about the, the cladding and, and the fire risk and the service charges? And, and what, what are the service charges going to be this year and, and what were they last year? And he said, well, you know, it's going on in, in sale uh, this afternoon. You know, if you don't, if you're not sure about it, then don't bid on it. He said That's, that was his advice, which, you know, OK, they should have stopped the sale, basically. But anyway, someone bought this property uh, for, for just over 300,000, very close to the the, um, the 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 asking or the guide price, which was very strange on the day because everything else that was desirable was going for way over the, the, the guide price. But yet this property sold almost like that, uh, to, and only had a couple of bidders. You could see there was one or two bidders there on the online situation and sold for not much more than the guide price. So someone has bought that property and someone's potentially bought a whole heap of problems, but you know that's another that's their problem. So buying at auction is a case of caveat emptor, which is Latin for buyer beware. It's an old saying, buyer beware. Caveat emptor. Now, I don't speak Latin, but I know that one. And uh, so you've got to be very, very careful. So um, despite this, what I saw, um, you know, this property sold, so you've got to be very, very careful. So this, this is the question. Will properties go up or down in, in the next year, uh, in this year? You know, as I said, it could go either way. I, I think property prices are a little bit over 
the top at the moment. Um, they've, they've been inflated in the last year. Uh, you've got to look at the economic realities of the situation that you know people could lose their jobs this year. People are losing their jobs. And this immediate bounce back is not quite going to happen. It's going to take a long time. In fact, the, uh, the health minister this week said we could be living with COVID until the end of the year, maybe forever. Uh, so whether this, this bounce back will take place, I, I, I just don't know. But if, if the government extends the stamp duty holiday, perhaps that could um, you know, keep the boom going for a little bit longer. But it has to end sometime. The government can't just keep spending and spending and spending and pumping money into the economy. The party will come to an end and then we will see what happens. But that could be this year. It could be next year. You know, who knows? But all I know is that when there's a, a bull run in property, when there's a boom in property, it, it generally lasts 10 or 11, 12 years. And then it, there's a correction somewhere. Whether that's a crash or not, we, we don't know. But if you want to get into property, here's the real secret. Are you ready for this? This is, the, this is the secret. Here we go. Professional property investors make money from property, whether the market is rising or falling. That's professional property investors make money in property, whether the market is going up or down. Just like a share trader or a stocks and shares trader or a Forex trader makes money in a bull market going up or a bear market going down. They make equally as much money. Warren Buffett makes money, more money when there's a market, a bear market going down. And here's another secret. I'm going to give you another free secret here. This is a bonus for your Valentine's weekend, a free secret on property. You make money on property when you buy the property, not in 10 years or 15 years time when it goes up in value. You make money when you buy the property. On the day you buy, it, that's when you've made your money. So it's a question of you want to make money from property, learn from the from professionals and learn how to buy right on the day. Not, you know, buy for the right reason in the right area and, you know, at the right time for a certain extent, but buy right, buy at the right price. And that's that's the secret to, to property, because when you buy a property and you bought right, it doesn't matter if the market corrects and it goes down by five or 10 percent this year because you, you've bought at the right price. You're getting the right rent coming in. It's rentable. It's it's making you money, whether the market is going up or down. Uh, so you've got to buy for the right or you bought a property which can be improved in some way. So you bought it at the right price. And after your improvements are made, whether that means refurbishment, adding another room, or, or doing some work on the property that makes it more saleable and desirable, that you can sell it and get your money back, and uh, with a profit, of course. Uh, so that's what you, you've got to look at in, in investing in property. And you should take advantage of the many free seminars and webinars that are on at the moment, because a lot of these things were done live in person. Now they're doing them online, so they're not charging for them. And these are available for anyone who wants to invest in property in the UK. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, people still need somewhere to live. There's still a shortage of property. Uh, there's still overseas buyers buying in the UK because they want somewhere safe for their money. So in the long run, property is still a good investment, in, in my opinion. It's still one of the best investments, in my opinion. And, you know, the more money they pump into the economy, the more things like assets like property and gold will, will go up in value as opposed to the currency, which will devalue and become less worth 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 it in, in terms of buying power in the long run. So if you're sitting on cash, it will be uh, less valuable to you in, in five or 10 years time, as you know, because if you're sitting on cash and you're making 0.1% in the bank, you know, the buying power of that money is going down year on year out. And in five or 10 years time, you won't be able to buy the same sort of property that you can now, which is, which is obvious, isn't it? Uh, so if you want to learn, and here's a Valentine's gift for you today, 
there's a there's a Valentine special on tomorrow evening. It's called the Ultimate Beginner Guide Beginner's Guide to Property, where you can learn how to start earning up to a thousand pounds plus per month in 2021 without using your own money using the latest property strategies it's a valentine's day property special run by a friend of mine who i've been through his his training he's very very good kevin mcdonnell so tomorrow night sunday evening at 7 p.m you can watch this from anywhere in the world in fact he's running a free live online training to show you how to overcome the most com common errors that people make in buying properties when they're, they're beginners uh, so a newbie's uh, guide to, to avoiding errors in buying property so that's on tomorrow night i'm putting a link up on this page so, so do click on the link and, and try and be there i'll be there watching it because i can always learn something new from kevin he's always coming up with some new strategy some new idea because the market is always changing so do catch that tomorrow evening 7 p.m click on on the link below and i'm sure it'll be well worth your time worth your while